Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 277. On Now You Know. We're brought to you, as always, by our amazing Patreon patrons. Help support this show by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know and sign up. We want to thank Surfshark VPN for sponsoring this video. Now, you might be wondering why we here on Now You Know are telling you about a VPN company. I mean, after all, we're a channel about EVs and renewable energy. Yeah, a VPN is a virtual private network. Isn't that just for, like, hackers and stuff? But if you're not using a VPN, well, you're kind of missing out. First and most important to me, Surfshark helps protect me from hackers. Yeah, you may not think about this much when you travel or go to the coffee shop and hop on their Wi-Fi. You're not protected unless you have a VPN. And the reason I didn't use a VPN until Surfshark was because I thought it would be complicated. But it's not. It's super easy. Another benefit of Surfshark is that you can get content from sites like Netflix that you normally can't. And Surfshark also has clean web. CleanWeb prevents malware or phishing attempts from getting to you. Plus, you can forget ads and trackers ever existed. And then there's MultiHop, where you can connect via multiple countries at once to take ID protection and footprint masking to the next level. And don't forget camouflage mode, which makes sure even your internet provider can't tell you're using a VPN. Use our code so you can get 83% off and get four extra months for free. Surfshark offers a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can try it out for yourself risk-free. Go check it out. The link is in the description below. And we're brought to you by BigBattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the U.S. Pick up yours today at BigBattery.com and use the code now you know for 5% off at checkout. All right, so the 10.8 holiday update has arrived. Yeah, we got it on Christmas Eve. Elon tweeted out on Christmas Eve, Tesla holiday software update goes to wide release today. And we got it. And what does it have? First and foremost, because it was Christmas, uh, you got the Christmas light and sound show. Yeah. I mean, this year you said to me, hey, let's go do the light show. And I thought you meant Sparky. But then we went outside and I saw your car doing the light show. Exactly. And that's a Model 3. Yeah. Okay. So this is a lot like the Model X uh, Christmas show where the doors go up, except your doors and stuff don't open. But the lights are really cool. The, the uh, sound blasts and it's awesome. Um, Holmar's catalog tweeted out, your robotaxi could spell out your name or a pickup code to help you find it amongst all the other Teslas. I think what he's talking about here is that you could actually program. Wouldn't it be cool if you could program the lights? Well, you can. And we're going to talk about that more a little bit later. All right. Well, Elon said Tesla is technically a car like an iPhone is technically a phone. It's a good analogy. All right. So what else was in the update? Because, I mean, people have been asking for a lot of things. I mean, Ross Gerber said we need to add Roblox to the Tesla entertainment app. Seems like a good week to bring this up, Elon. Elon said a lot will be added. All right, so what are some of the features that were in this? Is it just uh, some Christmas stuff? No, I mean, they completely reworked the, the UI. So it looks completely different. It's more closely resembling uh, the Model S, you know, plaid screen uh, instead of the old Model 3 screen. Oh, no. I'm not going to understand how to use my car. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's fairly similar to what it was before. They went away from the very, like, cold looking, you know, like, if you don't know what the symbol is, you're going to be out of luck. They embrace some colors and you can customize it. So now on your bottom menu bar, you can adjust what apps you use. 
I don't know if this is an age thing or not, but like I was getting pretty used to the car. And then I went out there and I like had to relearn. It's kind of like it, I just got Windows 11. And now I'm like, where? OK, where's the date? OK, well, let, we'll just roll it back to, uh, you know, the just green uh, ASCII with some, with a console. How's that? Would that be better for you? No, I guess not. So, yeah, now you can drag and drop your favorite apps along the bottom. I think that's really cool because there's a lot of apps you don't use. I mean, like I'm a Spotify guy and so I don't need tune in. Right. And you might be different. And so it's nice that you can just make it your own. But that's not all that was added. Tesla also added Sonic the Hedgehog and Sudoku. So, oh, Sudoku. That's going to be very popular. And I think Sonic might be popular for other people. But yeah, that's a nice addition to what is already a, a growing games list that Tesla has. Wait, what is this? Excuse me. You dropped something. So that is megaphone mode. What? what? So that's for Teslas with the external speakers. Um, you can actually talk and your car will voice change your voice for you and then broadcast it out in front of your car. That's fun. So great for traffic, I guess. <laughs> this one seems really popular. Uh, automatically see a live camera view of your blind spot when activating your turn signal. Did you check this out? Yeah, I tried that one out. It works great. So much more confidence in lane changing. Okay, wait, so you're driving along, you wanna get into the left-hand lane, you put on your left blinker, and then what happens? A little box pops up with the uh, left-hand repeater camera. So you're looking right at your blind spot uh, on the screen, so. Oh, right, because that camera points a little bit behind you, so it's like right where you can't see. And then you said something about uh, being able to program the light show yourself? Tesla says, anybody with a computer can now create their own unique Tesla light show. No Tesla vehicle required. Using X-Lights, free open source software, you can create a light show to perform with any music of your choice. You can then download your show or shows from other creators onto a USB flash drive and upload it to your car. Wait, so this is no longer just a Christmas gag. Like you could do any song, any time of the year. You could do like a video for your band and you could have like three Teslas behind you with the light show going on. Yes, I mean, the, the biggest annoyance to me is that you have this light show, which might be great for California for Christmas, right? Cause you go, let's all go outside. We went outside this Christmas and it was like, oh, that's really cool. And then, in the summer months when it's like, oh man, check out my car. It's like, jingle bells, jingle bells. And you're like, oh, that's real cool. So this could be really nice uh, because not you, not everyone has to get all techy into the software. If you don't want to, you could probably find places where people have already made light shows right. for your favorite songs. But it looks fairly easy. We're going to put the link down below to the GitHub post so you can do your own coding. Um, and I think that you guys should go do this and send us your videos of what you've coded. Yes. This is going to make Tesla Meetup so much more fun and exciting because now you can do your favorite song instead of just the same Christmas song and only for the Model X people. Like, that's going to be so nice. All right, but like any good Christmas, there's, there's more. more. Uh, there's updated navigation. Tesla says our new navigation allows you to hide map details for a clean, simplified look, and you can now add and quickly reorder multiple stops on your route. Your Tesla will automatically update arrival times and battery levels for each destination. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, you can go in and edit things easily and kind of move them around so that, oh, I'm going to go to the bank first and then the grocery store. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was noticing that my map looked a little bit different and it's because they got rid of all those hokey Google icons, you know, that were from like 2009. So those are no longer there and it looks so much cleaner. Yeah. Um, and now TikTok is available on the touch screen. 
So a lot of people complaining about that because they, they said that their significant others would never be leaving the car. But I mean, if you're stopped and waiting somewhere, great to have just something that you can entertain yourself for. Also, audio improvements. Tesla says for an even better audio experience, there are now five levels of immersive audio, including an auto setting that adapts to the content you're playing. And you can adjust subwoofer output independently to get just the right amount of punch from the bass. What is that? I've owned my car for three years now. I now have a new car. This is a brand new thing. I, I took that subwoofer thing, I put it all the way up, and now... <laughs> When I'm oh, driving, I can feel my hair vibrate. I can also hear you coming now even further away <laughs> than I could hear you before. How freaking nice is that for people who really like to have a lot of subwoofer? Also, you can turn it down. So if subwoofers, I don't know, rattle your fillings or whatever, because um, I'm pretty sure my car can do that now, uh, you can turn it down. Wow, dentistry. This one's cool. Sentry mode live camera access. Now, this had already been live in the United States, but they're introducing it across North America. So Canada is now getting it and the majority of Europe is getting it. And this allows you to view the live feed from the autopilot cameras directly on your Tesla app. You'll have to have the latest version of the app to do this. And amazingly, I was able to update my Tesla app and it worked on my <laughs> not an iPhone. I mean, it, it's a little laggy. It's behind by like three seconds. But if you're getting burglarized, it's not going to make too big a difference. And I think that's a really welcome update to anyone who's like, oh, I parked in a really sketchy spot. I wonder what's going on around my car before I head out. I mean, technically, this would allow you to have deliveries to your car, you know, because you could see the delivery guy coming. You sure. could say, hey, hey put, put it, it in, in the, the trunk. trunk. Then you could, you know, hit the open trunk button and the guy would either run away scared or put it in the trunk. Yeah. There have been cold weather improvements for even more convenience. Tesla says cold weather features can now be activated via the Tesla app or center touchscreen at a lower state of charge, allowing you to access features like cabin preconditioning and heated charge port when you may need them the most. And for every Model 3 and Y, we've also added automatic seat heater functionality. First row seat heaters will automatically adjust based upon cabin conditions and climate control setting. So no longer will you have to fumble for like, oh, I'm, I want a two, I want a three. Just put it on auto and it should keep up with the temperature in the car. Now, this does bring us to the fact that no longer is there just a little button on the screen that allows you to adjust your, your seat heater. Right, directly, you mean. You have to open up a thing and then adjust it. And they've done this with a bunch of different things with the UI. And a lot of people are complaining. They're going like, now I can't get to this or now I can't get to that. Um, so, for instance. Yeah, the swipe, the little mini swipe is gone. So that swipe is gone. So you can't just like check your tire pressures. They took away stuff. And a lot of people do not like that regression. I wonder if that's because they've been monitoring how people use the software and they can see how often things get opened. And maybe they saw it wasn't used that much. And I think that it is a little bit confusing. There's all of these like really unobvious things where it's like, oh, you come down here to this blank section of the screen and you swipe. How was I supposed to know that? Right. Like, So I think that in some cases it can be a good thing in terms of new owners. Tesla has a lot of new owners mm -hmm. and having all of this like, let me go watch a one hour long YouTube video to figure out how to use my car isn't necessarily the best thing. I think that they've basically centralized a lot of the different aspects of the car. They made it so that way you can just drag them down so you can get to them nice and easy. Because it used to be like to get to the energy menu, you'd have to like, oh, let me open up something and then mm -hmm. go to over here. Now it's like, I use energy all the time. Let me click that. And yep. for people who don't care, it's you don't have to see it. Exactly. I, I think that's really nice. 
And here is a chart of all the new features by model, because keep in mind, if you have an older model like I do of Model X, then a lot of these features don't apply, but some of them do. It is pretty complicated now that there's so many years and so many different hardwares, you're gonna have to start to pay attention to like, you know how in the old days it'd be like, I got the V6 with the Holly carburetor. Now you're gonna have to be like, I got the Intel Atom processor. Like you're gonna have to know what processor you have. But so it is a little complicated, but at least the UI on all the cars is gonna be the same. So that's good, mm -hmm. I guess, is that true? Like is it older? older cars going to have the same UI? I don't think so. I think that Tesla is moving steadily away from the early Model S and Xs. Sorry. Um but there there are going to be more newer cars than there were any time before. We do have a Patreon poll about these new features this week, so go check that out and we'll give you the results later on in the show. So IIHS, or the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, scored the 2021-2022 Tesla Model Y with its top safety rating, Safety Pick Plus. They said, Model Y vehicles built after April 2021 meet all the criteria for the plus. Following a conversion to a camera-only system, the standard front crash prevention system earns superior ratings in both the vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle and vehicle-to-pedestrian tests. The two available headlight systems earn good and acceptable ratings. Separately, the standard front crash prevention system on the 2021-2022 Tesla Model 3 vehicles built after April 2021 also earns a superior rating in both crash avoidance tests following a software update. Vehicles built earlier earn an advanced rating in the vehicle to pedestrian evaluation. So these tests include the driver side small overlap front, the passenger side small overlap front, moderate overlap front, original side, roof strength, and head restraint tests. Yeah, Tesla and Elon got a lot of criticism for announcing in April that they would be removing radar from the sensor suite and using vision only for autopilot and full self-driving. And you remember back then, all of these, uh, you know, safety institutes said, well, we haven't tested that, so they no longer have our top safety pick. We can't recommend it because we haven't tested it yet. Well, now they have tested it and it's superior. So now it appears that using cameras is even more safer than using radar. And Elon said, pure vision, especially when using explicit photon count, is much better than radar plus vision, as the latter has too much ambiguity. When radar and vision disagree, it is not clear which one to believe. What is explicit photon count? Uh, so, you know, when you have a camera, uh, it has a sensor in the back and a lens, and so the photons are coming in, you know, bounced off of a, you know, little Timmy as he's going out to get his ball, and it comes through the thing, and then it hits the sensor, and so the car goes... Ah, that was a photon and you have, you know, trillions of these things streaming in and then you go, oh, that's a picture of a little boy getting so that's a ball. Just, that's a fancy Elon term for vision. Cameras. <laughs> So Tesla published a blog post on Wednesday saying, in May 2021, Model 3 and Model Y cars built for the North American market transitioned to Tesla Vision, our camera vision and neural net processing system that delivers autopilot, full self-driving capability, and certain active safety features. Beyond physical crash tests, IIHS places significant emphasis on crash avoidance technologies, which help reduce impact severity or prevent accidents from happening altogether. Following this transition, both Model Y and Model 3 receive superior ratings in both vehicle to vehicle and vehicle to pedestrian crash avoidance tests, the highest possible scores. And Elon says, whereas radar has trouble seeing small pedestrians, they're obvious to Tesla vision. Radar isn't really that great for picking up small sacks of water, which is all that humans are. You know, I just want to make a little comment here, which is that uh, I saw a video this week of uh, on the streets of Germany. Someone went around asking people what they thought of Elon Musk. And a lot of people were like, he's crazy. I don't know about that guy. And when they'd ask further, like, OK, what is it about him? They're just like, well, he's just detached from reality. And I'd like to say, 
I think that's because most people don't follow Tesla Time News or what Tesla's up to or what SpaceX is up to. Elon does follow reality. You may not understand him or his kind of silly tweets, but the fact that this car is going to see Timmy and is stopping and third-party independent groups like IHS are testing the cars and these are the safest cars on the road show you that he is going for what's most important in the world, humanity. Right. He cares about safety and people. I feel like Elon is is actually really closely following reality, whereas most people are a little bit further back because they don't have to deal with the actual math, the actual dealing with reality on the closest, most fundamental level that Elon does. And here's the other problem. When Elon does something that seems weird, like removing radar from the cars, mass media goes, oh, there he is crazy. What's he doing now? No other car company does that. And then, and then they don't follow up months later when it turns out he was right. Right. Now, here's another story that kind of proves my point. Rob Copeland, a writer for The Wall Street Journal, tweeted out, you've heard Elon Musk talk a lot about his awesome $50,000 house on the border, but I live in Austin and I know he's here a lot, so I made a lot of calls. What I found out is he also lives in a colossal mansion borrowed from a friend named Kenny. So if we read the Wall Street Journal article, we find out that that is Ken Howery, a billionaire friend of Elon's who co-founded PayPal Holdings. He's one of the PayPal mafia. And um, this is his house. It is a big mansion on the Colorado River. And yes, it's true. Elon has stayed there occasionally. But after the publication of the story, Mr. Howery in a text message said, Elon does not live at my home. He lives in South Texas. He stayed at the house as my guest occasionally when traveling to Austin. Scott Weiner said, Elon's couch surfing habit was known in 2015. Elon said, yeah, I didn't have a house in the Bay Area for over a decade, despite spending half the week there. The Wall Street Journal went on to say, Mr. Musk, also after publication of the story, told the website Insider, I don't live there and I'm not looking to buy a house anywhere. He subsequently tweeted in response to a link to the story, but what color are the pillowcases? We must know these important details and I should probably live somewhere though. Look, we could have titled this story, Haters Gonna Hate, because apparently the Wall Street Journal thinks it's a good idea to put resources into writing about where Elon sleeps. I guess it's a continuation of the age-old battle of trying to get eyeballs. But you know what, Wall Street Journal? How about putting your journalists, if you want to call them that, and research budget onto better, more newsworthy projects? Elon isn't lying when he tweets about living in a $50,000 house. Here it is. I'm sure Elon likes nice things, but he's not like typical billionaires who obsess over owning the biggest and nicest things, unless you count starships and Cybertrucks. Elon is making this planet better. How about you get off his back and do your part? And we're not the only ones who feel this way. Recall said, not that it matters, but I am boycotting the Wall Street Journal now they decide it's okay to dox people who offer their homes to friends. I won't give them a cent or give them an interview ever again. I encourage you to take the same stance and publicly if you value your own privacy. Elon said it was a shamefully low blow from the Wall Street Journal. So, I mean, the thing that annoys me here is that Elon is a person. He does need to live and sleep somewhere. What does the Wall Street Journal want? Where do they want him to live? What would make them happy? Like, what, 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 is, it, what is this obsession with Elon where it's just like, he stayed here. He lives here. He claims that he lives in a, in a small boxable house, which we've seen him in. Well, I'll but maybe you, he lives somewhere else secretly. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, there are so many people who are far less rich than Elon who live in nicer places than Elon Musk. Does that mean that we should hate them? I'll tell you what it is. I think that other billionaires have learned to stay quiet. And so they're not a target. But Elon goes out there and says things all the time. He's a person like you and I would go out on our Twitter and be like, hey, I did this this weekend. Most billionaires are like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to hire a publicist and make it look like I'm just this regular person. And they're not. 
But because he's a regular person, Wall Street Journal just wants to call him on everything. And it's like he's not lying about any of it. So remember, we reported that Mercedes had tried to play teacher's pet with NHTSA a couple weeks ago. NHTSA, I know that you don't like it when people play games in their cars. So we, guess what? We, so we took that We took that out. They can't play in their cars when they drive. We did that all by ourselves. Aren't you proud of us? In the in the 200 cars that we, that we uh, produced in North America, we did it. So, so you had games in your cars, Mercedes? Well, no, we could. You could watch. You could watch videos on the car while it drove. But we took that out. Don't worry, Nitsa. We got you in the two hundred cars that could do that. Yeah. So Nitsa had opened an official investigation, and now Tesla has decided to take away passenger play. That's where you could play certain games like Star Force Reloaded and Polytopia as the passenger while the car was in drive. Well, now, thanks, Nitsa. You can't. you can't. According to the Associated Press, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the company will send out a software update over the internet so the function called passenger play will be locked and won't work while vehicles are in motion. And this is part of the holiday release. So no longer can passengers play while you drive. Now, how does this make the car safer? Well, it prevents people from, while they're driving, lying to the computer, perjuring themselves by saying, I am a passenger and then playing a game on the screen. How about texting? That's a problem. People do that every single day I drive as they almost drive into trees uh, or do drive into trees. And NHTSA hasn't figured out how to stop that. Oh, and also people still drink and drive. NHTSA hasn't solved that. Yes, but you can solve these little things and therefore, we have to thank NHTSA for doing these little fun police types of activities where they say, you can't, no, stop, yeah. So we made it less fun for people in their cars, and that's thanks, NHTSA? Yeah, because there could have been a guy who was playing Star Force uh, Reloaded in his car. He could have perjured himself and been playing that, and he could have gotten into an accident. Now isn't he just going to play a game on his iPad or his phone? But at least it wasn't the car's fault. God. Even though it would be his fault because he would have been perjuring himself. Thanks, Nitsa. Thanks, Nitsa. Well, this is exciting, Jesse. There are 22 new EV models expected to drop in 2022. Hat tip to Scooter Dole and Electrek for making this list. Here they are. Now, uh, I'm not going to read through every single car. A lot of them we know about and have talked about on the show. Uh, I wanted to pull out some of the ones that, you know, we're feeling pretty excited about. The first one I want to talk about is the Canoe Lifestyle Vehicle. What? Really? I know. I know. I've been very pessimistic about it actually being a real vehicle, but if they can actually bring it to market in 2022, I think it could be very appealing, especially if it's actually like built to last and not just a plastic prototype, because everything we've seen of it so far looks like it's just built to like look at from afar. I hope that it comes out. I don't really have the highest hopes. The car that I'm most excited about, I think would have to be the Ford Lightning, oddly enough, because it's going to get a lot of people's attention if it can do some of the things that we see that it should be able to do. Yeah, and you're excited about the Ford Lightning, me too. I'm also excited, honestly, about the GMC Hummer EV because I feel like this is also going to attract a new uh, part of the population that wouldn't have been into EVs, but then they're going to see this you know, what they think is a cool honking truck and they're going to be like, whoa, and then they're going to get in it and be like, why isn't it starting? It is starting. Now, one of the reasons that these two trucks actually exist is because, of course, the, the Tesla Cybertruck, um, which I think is probably going to blow away both of these cars. Yeah, you said you're most excited about the Ford Lightning? Listen, it's because of the exposure to a group of people that I don't think have been thinking about electric vehicles at all. Yeah, but I feel like the Cybertruck with over a million reservations actually has excited a lot of non-Tesla people. It definitely has, but those were the people 
you know, if you think about it, this like an onion with layers, uh, the people on the outside who are going to be exposed to the Cybertruck have already been exposed to, but I want to get into that inner sanctum of people who haven't even heard of the Cybertruck. They've never seen a Tesla. They don't know what it is. They don't know what electric vehicles are or what they can do. They think that they're just golf carts. I think that the Ford Lightning is going to be what's going to get to them first before the Cybertruck. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go out on the street and ask a hundred random people in the United States and show them a picture of the Cybertruck and not say a word and just be like, what is this? Oh, uh, it's from a video game, I think. But I mean, what percentage of the people do you, because th- you said, do you think people haven't heard of it? Really? Like, I are think, they under a rock? No, no. I think that probably about 50% of people really? might know what it is, or at least be able to tell you some little thing about it, just because it had a great press opening. It would be cool to hear what they say about it. Like, do they know it's electric? Right. Um, and then I'm actually excited about the Rivian R1S. I mean. That's just because you're getting one. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a cool truck and it's a it's a form factor that we haven't really seen yet in an ev that's true i'm supposed to get it but uh, i don't know if it's going to arrive in 2022 either now but anyway let us know what you're most excited about yeah comment below um obviously uh, this doesn't include the model 3 or y although i would argue in some countries yeah maybe it would be a new vehicle in your country so you could you can include them there all right and speaking of that tesla had hoped to sneak out a few german model y's before the end of this year but it looks like german bureaucracy has scored a point for slowing things down there will be no model y's in germany the good news is that tesla now appears to have filed all of its documents to start giga berlin in production. According to Reuters, it says Tesla and relevant authorities submitted all the documents necessary for the approval process for its planned battery factory near Berlin, the Environment Ministry of the German state of Brandenburg said on Wednesday. But the bad news is that Brandenburg Premier Dietmar Wotki said that a decision for approval might instead come in early 2022. Because Christmas and the holidays, they, you know, they're very busy. busy this time of year. <laughs> now, we've seen what appears to be pre-production Model Ys at Giga Berlin. So hopefully once all the paperwork is done, being approved, uh, Tesla can start cranking out the cars. And this, I believe, is going to be a big story in 2022. So remember back in 2017 when we saw the Tesla Roadster for the first time? Uh, remember that I went for a ride in it? Holy uh, zero to 60 in 1.9 oh, seconds. Yeah. You may not remember because yeah. it was so fast. Uh, I didn't get to go, but right. whatever. There are only going to be a thousand Founder Series Roadsters, and now it appears that they are sold out. Sold out? Well, Tesla has removed mention of the price from their website. Remember, we are getting at least half a dozen of these Founder Series cars, and we'll be doing a butts and seats tour all around the globe with them. Yeah, I mean, I just went to the Tesla Roadster page, which you can still get to by typing in the URL, but there's no mention of the Founder Series Roadster anymore. Yeah, they still require a $50,000 deposit, but that's for the $200,000 base version. They don't mention Founder Series. I was surprised, actually, that the Founder Series had been up for so long because I thought that the 1000 would have sold out sooner. Either they didn't sell out or they kept that up. I mean, or maybe they're making, I mean, I don't know. Are they making more than 1000 It says they're only making 1000 Maybe they want to make a feeding frenzy. Maybe they're going to say there is only 1000 but we have uh, 8,000 reservations, so you better order quick. Oh, that's Bring true. Bring cash. Yeah, but I mean, a $50,000 deposit, you're very unlikely to uh, pull that back. I mean, I remember that night at the event, uh, I went over and just plunked down 50000 to make sure we got one. And then, of course, we earned six of them or right. nine of them or whatever we earned. Right. The whole point for me is anyone who knows about the car already knows what ama- how amazing it is. But once it actually comes out and people see it in real life, because, I mean, we've seen it in real life, it you can't capture it 
in video. We want to go around and get people's butts in the seats and then blow their minds because my mind was blown. Actually, like my brain almost fell out of my head when I was in that car. Holy crap. I think that people might not realize for people who are just like, what? Who cares about this car? Like, it, it looks great. It's great. Whatever. Who cares? I think that it is uh, part of a missing link for Tesla. They have shown themselves to be a very uh, strong brand um, in terms of uh, the Model S, the Model X, even the 3 and Y. But I think that they are missing out on this upper echelon roadster car. I mean, it would be like if you could afford a Lamborghini, you know, which started at like, uh, you know, $39,000. You know, you'd be like, oh, I get a Lamborghini. And it's and it's pretty good. Like it's not it's not the top end Lamborghini, but it's pretty good. And even the top end Lamborghini costs like what a quarter, one tenth of what like a real Lamborghini costs. And it outperforms the Lamborghini. Like all of this put together, I think is what Tesla is going to it's just going to be such a home run hit for Tesla because you're going to start to see roadsters and you're going to go like, dang, I want that car and I can afford a Tesla. And when it was announced in 2017, I mean, it had a lot of cool features, but now that it's been delayed, it's actually, I think, a good thing because mm -hmm. there's so much more tech that's going to go in it. I mean, the Plaid is already getting carbon wrapped rotors. That was something we didn't even, that didn't exist back then. Mm -hmm. So obviously the Roadster is going to get that. The 4680s are obviously going to go in there. Like there's so much new tech, not to mention the SpaceX cold air thruster package, which we're definitely getting. And all of this goes to the hardcore smackdown of ICE vehicles that I think this will be the cherry on top. It'll it's I think it's really smart to already have the Cybertruck out um, because then you covered such a wide range of vehicles that when you drop the Roadster and people can actually see it on the street and go like, whoa, what is that? And you, you can be like, oh, you want a you want a crazy looking uh, Cybertruck? You want a affordable Model 3 or Model Y? You want a high end Model S or X? It's a pretty wide gambit of vehicles. And I think that that is really it's just great marketing to have a high brand vehicle. It's the opposite of what Mercedes is doing. I mean, Mercedes is just living off their brand, lowering their brand quality day by day. Tesla is going to up it. It's mm -hmm. just amazing. According to shipping news site Tradewinds, Tesla has signed a one-year, $422 million contract with Hyundai Glovis to ship cars from Giga Shanghai. We know that these Teslas are currently going to markets like Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Australia, New Zealand, and Europe. Hyundai Glovis says that this is the largest contract that they have signed with a single automaker in the 13 years that they've been shipping cars. So did Tesla just sign a one-year contract because things are going to change dramatically this year as Giga Berlin comes online? I mean, one thing we know for sure, once Giga Berlin does come online, shipping costs for Tesla's European market are going to drop dramatically and delivery times are going to get way better. Again, I think that Giga Berlin opening in the new year and ramping to full production is going to be a huge story in 2022 and even in 2023. If you take a minute to just hit the like button, it really helps support this channel. And you could ring in the new year by ringing that bell button with the subscribe thing. It'd help out the growth of this channel. Tesla Time News is sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. There you'll find a crowdsourced reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. And check out their 3D configurator, allowing you to visualize the Cybertruck in any color, wrap, and logo, both on screen and in augmented reality. So when I was a kid, I had a blue plastic skateboard. I still remember it to this day. It was so much fun. Now, I never had a longboard. I didn't even really know they existed until I went to California in the early 90s. Well, Ethan and I just reviewed an electric longboard, the MaxFind Max 4 on our sister channel, Now Let's Review.
Now, if electric lawn boards had existed when I was a kid, I can't even imagine how much fun I would have had on one of these. Yeah, Ethan grew up riding long boards and it shows he's a natural at riding these things and he absolutely loves them. They really are a blast. I mean, I ride electric bikes, electric scooters, even electric mini segways all the time and I'm pretty good, but I've tried electric lawn boards and I just can't get the hang of it. But hang on, I don't know if that's true. The last time I saw you on an electric skateboard, um, it was like three years ago and it was not a longboard. Plus, electric longboards have come a long way since then. The controllers are smoother, so there's less jerk. You should really give it another shot. Yeah, I guess that was my problem was that, uh, you know, it was very finicky the one I tried out. And so like it was it kept like wanting to fly out from underneath me. You've been on these longboards. You're not an aficionado on these either. I mean, how are they for like a newbie? I like that you don't have to kick off because you don't have to like put your foot back on the board. And oh, I stepped too far forward. Now I'm turning. Uh, and also they have brakes. So if you're like too skeezed out, you just honk down on the brake and it'll slow down using the motors. Because really nice because that was a problem with skateboards as a kid i remember was hills like as fun as they are to go down stopping meant like wearing your sneakers out and so now you can just stop your saying by staying on the board exactly so it, it's a much easier experience for newbies yeah so go check out the review and see if uh, maybe that's something for you so as we all know by now volkswagen was forced to pay a lot of money in response to dieselgate not the commensurate amount equal to the damages mind you but still a lot of money and each state can choose what they do with their share of the money texas's texas volkswagen environmental mitigation program or TXVEMP, is giving credits to install direct current fast chargers dcfcs i don't know why they couldn't just say fast chargers uh and hydrogen dispensing equipment great but tesla has applied for some of these grants great so what well the grant stipulates that the chargers must include the following connectors. At least one charge de move or chademo. I didn't I didn't know it was called charge de move. I was like, oh, I don't know what this word is. Oh. Charge de move connector and one society of automotive engineers combined charging system or the CCS charging protocol. So the CCS chargers that you see electrify America. They need to have at least one of each of those per application. It says if alternative connectors will be included in an application, there must be at least one CHAdeMO and or CCS charging protocol connector for each alternative connector included in the application. Okay, so Tesla will need to include at least one CCS or CHAdeMO plug? No, if you read that even more carefully, for every alternative connector, you need to have at least... A CCS or a Chidemo charger. Oh, okay. So if they open an eight-stall Tesla supercharger, they have to have eight stalls of Chidemo or CCS. Right. And Tesla has applied for these in Texas. I mean, this is really smart because it's government money. I mean, Dieselgate money. Um, and Tesla's probably like, hey, why shouldn't we be getting some of that? But it does beg the question, are they opening up their network? Or are they going to be switching plugs everywhere? Or are they just doing this because... All the other companies get to take this Dieselgate money. And because none of them can make Tesla, say, superchargers, um, is this just something that Tesla needs to do to stay competitive? Yeah, there was Dieselgate. Remember, VW was lying to everyone about poisoning them to death. They got caught. They were told to spend billions of dollars to do something right. So they gave that money to basically a fund that states can use. And they can, like you said, use it for anything. A lot of them are using them to buy things like natural gas powered uh, school buses. Things In some that, like, cases, just diesel buses. Right. I think Tesla is really smart to apply for these things because I think they're starting to realize, hey, I mean, why should we let our competitors get some of this money? Let's get it ourselves. To your question, I don't think that this necessarily means that Tesla is going to be having CCS and Chidemo uh, throughout the United States. I think they're basically going to just plunk a few in a parking lot next to their network. But 
I could be wrong. Now, Tesla has applied for about $766,000 worth of grants, um, and this is for 52 activities. So I don't know if this is for uh, charging stations or just the number of stalls that they're actually going to be building. That points to stalls. It, my guess would be stalls. So that would be, I guess, in Texas, there would be some superchargers that would have probably CCS plugs um, with them. Very similar to the ones that we see in uh, Europe, except that instead of it being the Type 2 connector, it would be the Type 1 connector. And we know that Tesla is going to be opening up their network in parts of Europe. They're doing small-scale testing. Are, do you think they're going to do the same thing in the United States? I don't know. I mean, in Europe, they had to do it because the government required it. Here, doesn't seem to be the problem. So I think this is going to be more of a problem in a few years when people are going to have to make clear choices between buying a Tesla and getting to charge at Tesla superchargers or other brands and not getting to use Tesla superchargers. And I don't think enough people understand that yet. Or maybe Tesla's going to switch their network over to a hybrid model where anyone can charge there, but they charge more for non-Tesla drivers. Yeah. Or it could be that people are going to have to buy those adapters we've seen, which aren't cheap. Hmm. I don't know which way it's going to go. Comment below. Let us know what you think. So according to Bloomberg, Tesla has signed a four-year deal to acquire graphite for its battery anodes from Sierra Resources Limited. Now, Sierra is based in Australia, but the graphite will be coming from their Mozambique plant and then shipped to their facility in Louisiana. Okay, wait a minute. I'm confused. We got Mozambique. We got Australia, Louisiana. Yeah, so Sierra is an Australian company that owns a graphite mine in Mozambique, Africa. They're going to mine the graphite in Mozambique and then ship it to their new facility in Vidalia, Louisiana for further processing, milling, purification, carbon coating, and thermal treatment. Then they'll ship it from there to probably Giga Texas and Fremont are my guess. And now how long is this contract for? This is a four-year contract and the initial production will be for 10,000 tons per year. That doesn't sound like a lot. It's not. That's only 3% of U.S.-based battery demand by 2025. And why doesn't Tesla... You know what? We need to talk about this more on our Now You Know Investor Club bonus story this week. So join us there on Patreon for more on this important topic. A new startup company called Gravity has begun offering yellow taxis in New York City. But I mean, yellow cabs are nothing new in New York City. Yeah, but Gravity's fleet are 50 Ford Mach-E's and Tesla Model Y's. Gravity's CEO, Moshe Cohen, says, We've designed our fleet to be the smartest, safest, and most sustainable taxi to ever hit the road, something any New Yorker or visitor would be excited to flag down. We want our advanced EV fleet to not only help reinvigorate the New York City yellow taxi, but help re-energize the city and pull it toward a cleaner future. Gravity outfitted the back seat with these 22-inch monitors for route status music and taking selfies. Is that an important thing to do in the back of a cab? Can you do that with your phone? When you're in New York, you have to take a selfie. I think that's the law. Anyone in New York can now hail one of Gravity's taxis with your hand or using the standard yellow cab e-hail app. So viewers in New York City, please get us some footage if you take a ride in a new Gravity taxi. Yeah, I am kind of surprised that they went with Mach-E's and not all model-wise. Um, but uh, maybe someone at the company said, no, we should have Fords. And someone went, let's have Fords and model-wise. It'll be interesting going forward in the next few years to see if they stick to that ratio or if they're going to go one way or the other. Yeah, we'll see. Now, here's something you don't see every day, an EV charging Another EV. But we've seen Tesla's charge through their 12-volt ports before, you know, charging, I think it was like a Twizy or something like that. Yeah, but this is completely different. According to a Ford manager, this F-150 Lightning is charging that Mustang at 12 miles an hour, close to level two charger speeds. Okay, but that Ford Lightning is not a production vehicle. But Ford is claiming that it will have this feature. And I mean, I have to say... 
that is a really nice feature. Being able to give like a dozen miles to a friend in need to get them to a charging station is really cool. Not that I or anyone I know with an EV has ever run out of charge, but I know that it does happen. Right. Uh, but this could be used to power almost anything. And honestly, good for Ford for showing off this functionality, albeit to almost no one. Yeah. I mean, I think that this would make a great commercial. Not just the vehicle to vehicle, but also, you know, sharing power on lots of other things. It'll get truck owners' minds racing as to the possibilities because, you know, for so long their truck has just been for moving stuff. And so they have to be like, here's a ton of bricks falling into our truck. Here's a bunch of gravel falling into our truck. Uh, we made a step so you can now walk up into the thing. It, there wasn't a lot of like, you're in the middle of the woods. Build a cabin for your wife in the middle of the woods. I think this Take is- Take your table saw out. <laughs> Cut down the tree, build a cabin for your wife in the woods. How is that not a great ad? It should be in Prepper Magazine for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is, I think a lot of Ford families that are thinking of getting a Mach-E and a Ford F-150 are like, oh, no more worries about range anxiety. My husband will show up and charge my Mach-E in the right. driveway for an hour, and then I'll be good to go if I forget to charge. And I mean, of course, the Cybertruck is going to be able to do this as well. It's true. Or it's true. I mean, we have to keep all of this in mind. It's just nice that Ford is putting some of this out there. And, it, and it, I, I love this because this is the competition we need. If Tesla's yeah. all the way in the lead, they can get that hair and the tortoise problem where it's like, oh, I'm so far in the lead, I can take a nap. Seeing that Ford is at your heels with some new features means that Elon's going to keep putting new features in the Cybertruck. Yeah. Hey, and if you want to share this story with your friends, but you don't want to share the entire show, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel. Subscribe there because we put all the cool clips up there. They're really short easy to share. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. Shaving can be a chore, especially when your cartridge is dull and your face is going to regret it. Henson Shaving has changed this by letting you get a great shave with the simplicity of a cartridge razor for a quarter of the price. That means for the month that you have to try and get your gunked up, rusting cartridge to last, you could be using a brand new sharp blade every shave for the same price. Head on over to HensonShaving.com and get your free 100 blades. So according to the EIA, in 2020, the average American household used 10,715 kilowatt hours of electricity in a year. Great. Another useless fact I have to memorize. <laughs> you don't have to memorize it, but it is useful for this next story about this. This is a wind wall designed by American designer Joe Doucette. Now, it uses 25 vertical rods. This particular wall is 8 feet by 25 feet, but they can be made any size, really. But this particular wall can make about the same amount of electricity that the average American uses in one year. Now, obviously, it has to be placed in a windy spot, but isn't this a cool idea? I mean, hook this up to some power walls and you have a wind powered home or building in places where traditional wind generators can't be used. As Doucette said, in urban areas, there's not a lot of open sunlight for solar to work. Wind is always there. And this is so true. I mean, the other day we were walking along near MIT in Kendall Square, super windy. Yep. Uh, it's always windy when I'm there. Um, and if you'd have one of these, like protecting a carport or, you know, in front of some uh air conditioner unit you don't want to see. It's like pretty and functional. Yeah, I can't wait to see these in action. All right, it's time for Going Green and we're sponsored by our friends at EcoWare. You can check out all of our cool designs. We got oldies, we got new ones, uh, over a hundred designs now. And uh, if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, now's your chance to get what you want. So when we think about the future of e-mobility, it's easy to overlook water. Yeah, because water and electricity don't mix. But they do. There are so many new electric boat companies and models hitting the waves. And if you think about it, there's something many people might be missing. Uh, you know, you got an electric boat. It has a battery. 
Oh, boat charging. Exactly. So Tritium, which makes chargers, and Aqua Superpower, uh, which is a dockside charging network, have just announced a partnership to build out Aqua's boat charging network. Aqua already has plans for 150 new dockside chargers in 2022. Tritium has IP65 rated fully sealed chargers that can charge two boats at a time per stall. Tritium, by the way, is also spacking with Decarbonization Plus Acquisition Corporation 2, or DCRN ticker symbol, in January. Wait, so you could drop the cord in the water? In fact, you can do that with any charger cable because there are sensors in there that don't send the power until the right signals are sent. I don't know right. if you ever knew this, but like you take out a Tesla wall charger or something. I mean, don't do this at home, but like uh, you can't get electrocuted from it until it's plugged into the car because there's nothing being sent through the cable. Right. It, don't drop it in salt water because right. that could damage stuff over time, but you wouldn't just start electrocuting the water in it. But I mean, this is a big part of the equation that I think a lot of people are missing. When we have electric boats, which we're going to have along with electric cars, you're going to need stuff like this because if you go to a marina now, you may not notice it because it's you're so used to seeing it, but there's a couple pumps there, mm -hmm. diesel pumps usually, and every boat has to pull up there and fill up. Pretty soon, you're going to have chargers and you're going to need more of them because as we know with electric, you need to kind of be regularly plugged in. And I don't think a lot of people get this. And so companies that get out in front of it, pretty smart. All right, it's time for sunspots. So according to the U.S. Energy Information Agency, or the EIA, clean energy, that's solar, wind, hydro, biomass, and geothermal, just surpassed both coal and nuclear energy in 2020. Yeah, this is the first time that has ever happened. So look at this chart here. That drop in coal burning, that's the gold line. Look at the dark green line of renewable energy ramping up to 21% or 834 billion kilowatt hours in 2020. It's the number two source of electricity in the U.S. in 2020 is renewable. So next time you hear someone say, oh, I heard electric cars are dirty because they charge with dirty coal energy, you can say, uh, you haven't been keeping up with your data, my friend. Yeah. The number one source of electricity in the United States is natural gas. And number two is clean renewable energy. Yeah. Coal is dropping off the chart. And if you'd like to help out this chart to get even more solar onto the grid, call our friends at EnergyPal. They are the experts that'll tell you how to put solar and batteries into your home for less. And they don't charge you any money. That money comes from the installer. So go down to the link below, tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you and get you all that information from your couch for free. All right, it's time for video contributor stories. Don't forget, we need your stories. Send them into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? got Lex's condo charger set up. Let's check it out. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, my name's Lex. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, and I have kind of a unique setup uh, for my Tesla charger. So I'll show you guys what I got. Thanks. All right, guys. So I live in a condominium and I had an electrician install a 240 volt, 20 amp plug that was already like right near the edge of my exit onto my lanai. Lanai is a porch in Hawaiian. So just got a 50 foot long extension cord here. That's the view by the way, just had to share. Excuse my messy yard. 50 foot long extension cord going to the front of my condo. Got a little hose wrap there. And then I installed the Tesla wall connector here onto just a fence post that I had cut up at the store, sprayed some flex seal on it to get it all weatherized, and it's uh, going to be great. I'm just going to drag it up, carry it. It's got handles on it. I'll carry it up to my car whenever I get the Tesla in November. Pretty excited. 
Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lex. That's so important. There's a lot of people out there in apartments and condos that can't charge easily, and it's great to see that there are solutions. All right, it's time for the Patreon bonus stories. We've got, uh, I think, three Investor Club bonus stories this week, so head on over there for that. But also for Patreon bonus, we've got stories about new Model Y tires, someone leaving Tesla, hmm. I want to hear about, and Nikola settles. So head over to patreon.com slash now. You know, you can sign up for just a buck a month, and you get four Patreon bonus stories per month, usually. I think this month you get five? Yeah, some months are five shows. Yeah. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. A lot of good stuff, little rants in there. Yes. It's now time for our shout outs. These are our Patreon supporters who support us at $5 or more a month. Who do we have, Jesse? We have Emmanuel Lopez, Sean Eckelberger, John Mogulnicki, Ken Schweitzer, Melvin Corney, Lucky Oddity LLC, Stephen Travis, Andrew Cerconi, Mike in Oklahoma, Leon Thompson, Eric Tilgas, Franjo, Kilgore Trout, Matthew Statt, Stephen Cornfield, James Deliviero, Johannes Verin, Griffin Griffin, Brian Trent, Kevin M, Martin Toxin Worm, Mark Salinas, Brian Dowd, and Mark Ambrogi. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. And Benedict said, airplane Wi-Fi is God's way of showing the youngs what dial-up was like. Elon said, true, ask your airline for Starlink. Shibatoshi said, I have yet to have a literal single flight where the internet actually works. This would be a game changer. I could tweet while pooping 30,000 feet in the air. Elon says, with Starlink, you could stream video and play online games. Elon says, has anyone seen Web3? I can't find it. Jack says, it's somewhere between A and Z. M something something. And then Elon says, just keep going. It's in there somewhere. Elon tweeted out, 100th SpaceX rocket landing was today. Congratulations, everyone working at SpaceX. Harold Murphy said, 200 megabits per second from a SpaceX Starlink terminal mounted to a Tesla Model X while driving down the freeway at 100 kilometers an hour. Many thanks to Jay's 200 for awesome steel fabrication. Can't wait for full Starlink roaming ability. Elon said, a lot of improvement still coming just from software updates to satellite and terminals. We know how to weld. I we have a Starlink. Here we Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dan Crenshaw said, so Elon Musk just paid $11 billion in taxes. You may think Elon should pay more or less than that. This might be a good time for a tax policy thread. Elon said, agreed, taxes do need to be collected, but what is the best way to do this that maximizes area under the curve of the happiness of the people? A strong bias towards consumption tax makes sense. People who don't create products and services don't realize that it takes hard work to produce products and services. Holmar says, Elon Musk says he's sold enough Tesla stock to satisfy his 10% goal. Elon said this assumes completion of the 10B sales. When the 10B pre-programmed sales complete, there are still a few tranches left, but almost done. So... Look, it's pretty simple. Elon told the SEC following rule 10B51 that he would be selling about 10% of his Tesla stock so he could get the cash to pay his taxes. That's what we're talking about here. Galley said, Cyber Whistle Review Tesla looks super dope, feels heavy and swag, but whistling is mediocre unless you go hard. Then it gets loud AF at a shrill tone. Still deciding whether I like the sound. Overall, great product, 100% worth $50. Elon said, it's a great whistle. Holmar says, Elon, European autopilot users complain to me every day about incorrect speed limits and not getting to the correct speed before you cross the sign. Know the team is extremely busy, but would be great if you could have someone see what's going on for them. Elon said, we're aiming for a significant improvement for owners outside of the U.S. around March, depending on regulatory approvals. 
Neuro says, will EU, more specifically the UK, releases ever get better feature parity? Stuff like Disney Plus still not available here. Elon says, Disney restricted to US only. Oh, Aww. I think take that up with Disney. Yeah. Elon said, lots of cars to deliver before the year end. Your support in taking delivery is much appreciated. Thanks also to the Tesla team working hard during the holidays. Elon said, the Skeptic's Guide book is thumbs up. And Skeptic's Guide to the Universe said, thanks for the thumbs up on our book. Glad you liked it. If you're interested, we would like to set up an interview on our show anytime to talk about space and technology. Black Model 3 said, hey, Elon, can we get a yearly plan for premium connectivity? Something like offering a plan at $99 a year versus $9.99 a month would be a great addition. Elon said, good idea. Tasmanian said, Elon Musk Wikipedia page was top three most requested on the site for 2021. Elon said, my wiki is such a dumpster fire. That's how you know it's curated. And then he went on to say, history is written by the victors, except on Wikipedia, as your enemies are still alive and have lots of time on their hands. Omar said, the same software foundations that enable autopilot to drive your car will allow Teslabot to vacuum your house. And Elon said, and many other things. <laughs> Pernay said, on Christmas Eve 2008, Tesla funding round completed. Tesla was literally a few days from bankruptcy. Elon had to put in all his money and assets. He had to borrow money from friends to pay rent. 2008 was such a difficult year. Thank you for never giving. Elon said, that was a crazy tough year. Tesla financing closed at 6 p.m. Christmas Eve, last hour of the last day possible. Payroll would otherwise have bounced two days after Christmas. Yikes. And then Elon tweeted out, interesting, to the United States' uh, latest census. And check out this population pyramid on the first one you're seeing here. That's the U.S. And the one you're seeing now is the world. Let's see them up on the screen at the same time. So the world is growing in population. The U.S. has begun shrinking. Interesting. And then, of course, we get a meme from Elon. And our poll on Patreon. What was it about this week? Uh, I said, what is your favorite new feature in the holiday update? So what's, what's a favorite? By far and away. I was not expecting this at all. I was expecting it to be a mix, a hodgepodge. By far and away. Blind spot camera that was is a cool feature. the biggest feature. Wow. I mean, it is hard to pick. There's so many good ones. I mean, I w really was not expecting to have so many features in one release. And no one cared about the comfort suspension and autopilot for S and X's. Maybe they haven't experienced it yet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. It's time for community mail time. Community mail time. Remember, you can send in your stories and pics and all sorts of good stuff to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. So John shared the story from the UK, what I think could be a historic story here. Shell has opened its first electric vehicle charging hub in the United Kingdom. It's converted from a traditional service station. The Fulham charging hub in central London features high-powered 175 kilowatt ultra-rapid charging points and a solar canopy. Here you're seeing a photo of its first paying customer, Gary, from EVU Musings, the YouTube channel. Thank you, Gary, for showing us this footage. Our friend Fred sent us this tweet from a friend in the San Francisco area that has had his Tesla window smashed. Unfortunately, we've been hearing this happening a lot in San Francisco. Lots of cars are getting broken into. Something has to give. I mean, yes, we have Tesla footage of it, but that's not stopping the crime. So uh, I don't know who has to do something about it. Maybe Tesla Robocop. Our friend Jarrett spotted this delivery van while on a bike ride a couple weeks ago in California. He says, I love watching your videos for the past two years. The sense of community your team has curated is second to none. This EV revolution is a great journey to go on with everyone. Keep up the great work. I wouldn't have been inspired to pursue a bachelor's in chemistry at UCSC or my master's in materials engineering here at SJSU if it wasn't for Tesla and your channel. I hope to become a battery engineer at Tesla someday soon and help push the world in the right direction. Wow. So thank you so much, Jarrett. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear more about your future. Um, and also really cool, we're getting to see the Amazon delivery van here uh, made by Rivian, and it's way bigger than I thought it was going to mm -hmm. be. 
Kenneth said, I saw it. I saw it. I saw Zach's Rivian. I was driving home to central Maine from Boston and this lovely blue Rivian R1T zipped past my little Chevy Bolt like nothing. I did a double take as it was the first Rivian I've seen in person. I had to break the speed limit big time to catch up with this driver to get a few photos while I was driving. I was alone. Uh, you can see it's from Illinois. So I don't know what it's doing here in Maine, but it was here nonetheless. So they drove past my house and kept going to Maine. Turn around, come back. Sam spotted four Rivian R1Ts on a transporter trailer on Cato Road. Now, that's in Fremont, California, next to the Tesla hmm. factory. Why? Maybe they're reverse engineering some. Oh, maybe ripping them apart, or maybe Tesla employees ordered some. I have no idea. Thank you, Sam. And another, thanks, Mary, you did it. You're getting EVs a bad reputation everywhere. Archie sent in this sign from Charleston, South Carolina saying Chevy Bolts are not welcome because they Ooh. can catch on fire. Even the EUVs, which you can't buy right now, but also don't have the battery problem. They're just afraid of it's all things Bolt. And you, listen, you, you ruined you're, your you're, brand there. I understand. You're a parking garage. You're a property owner. You don't want these I wouldn't explosive either. cars I'll bet coming the insurance in. companies have said this. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're just giving us EV drivers a bad name. Yeah. Fernando sent us these photos of a Model S in the UK that has been modded to be... A hearse. Hmm. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what uh, people have sent in. Hey, Zach and Jesse. I'm here at Hilton Head, South Carolina, at a version 3 Supercharger stall. There are eight stalls here. Currently, I'm the only one present. And as you can tell, it's pretty loud right now. So there's a lot of amenities, uh, including restaurants, uh, shopping, and uh, other convenience stores and locations. Uh, but this is a pretty good uh, supercharger spot. And I would give it a nine out of 10. Now you know. Hi guys, this is Sam. I'm at the Tesla Supercharger Station at Pacific Fair um, on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. So at this supercharger, there are eight um, charging stations. Um, and overall, it's an excellent supercharger station because it's in super close proximity to a massive shopping mall where you can do your groceries um, and you can have access to specialty stores as well. And the great thing about this supercharging station is that it's super close to the um, wonderful beach. So it's probably only about 15 minutes walk to the beach so you can charge your car. Um, and um, go down to the beach um, or whatever you like. So overall, um, I give this supercharging station a 10 out of 10 just because of its uh, close proximity to all of the uh, wonderful things that we have here. And now you know. Hey Zach and Jesse, this is Kevin from Colorado at the 8th stall Tesla Supercharger location on the east side of Brighton, Colorado. This location has easy access to I-76. However, the only place that you can go for a bite to eat, a bathroom break, and possibly Wi-Fi is at this come and go. There is nothing else out here. I would give this a 4 out of 10. 
due to the sparsity of choices in this location. Now you know. Hi Zach and Jesse, this is Travis coming to you today from the Worthington, Minnesota Supercharger. It's located on I-90, about two and a half hours southwest of the Twin Cities here in Minnesota. Um, it's a very nice location. There's uh, lots of services nearby and it's just off the freeway, super easy access. Uh, there's a Holiday Inn Express here, there's a Walmart nearby, McDonald's, um, Dairy Queen, Subway. There's a uh, uh, liquor store right nearby too. Um, very nice location. Um, we can't quite speak to the charging capabilities yet um, because our new Model S is on order and scheduled to be here anytime. So we can't speak to how well it works yet. Um, so I suppose we're suffering from premature evaluation of this site. So stay tuned and we'll get our car. We'll report back um, to the charging experience. Um, but otherwise I give it, uh, I give this definitely an eight or nine out of 10 because it's a really great spot, good services nearby. And uh, we'll report back how it works soon. So now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. I really appreciate it. You can find those over on our website, nowyouknowchannel.com. Uh, head over to the Supercharger Review section and you have a whole map of all the superchargers and you can paste your review in. You can watch other people's review. It's really great. All right, it's time for new superchargers in the world. We got a lot of them. The 12 stall in Fuchs, Germany. Isn't it fucked? Fucked. All right. The 12 stall in fucked Germany. <laughs> That's what you said. Number 18 in Wisconsin, the 12 stall in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The 8 stall in Genoa, northbound Ohio. The 8 stall in Genoa, southbound Ohio. Number 110 in Germany, 728 in Europe is the 12 stall in Etching, Germany. Number 34 in Illinois is the 8 stall in Rockford, Illinois at McFarland Road. The 8 stall in Elkhart, Indiana at the George Craig Travel Plaza. The 8 stall in Kingston, Ontario at Dalton Avenue. Number 19 in Missouri is the 12 stall in Columbia, Missouri at West Broadway. Number one in Hawaii is the six stall in IEA, Hawaii. Wow. Are we just one state away from getting all 50? Uh, that's 50 because Alaska has it. It does? Yeah. Is there a state I don't oh know Oh my about? gosh, you're right. I think we're all 50 states are now. We... I mean, unless double I'm... Double check on us. Yeah, double gotta... check. There may I'm be not some sure. weird state, but I mean, Rhode Island's got them, so... Yeah. Number eight in New Hampshire is the eight stall in North Conway, New Hampshire. We've been waiting for that I one. I can't wait. Number 14 in South Carolina is the 8th stall in Somerton, South Carolina. The 8th stall in Elkhart, Indiana at the Henry Schrichter Travel Plaza. Wow, so two in the same town. Yeah. Number 39 in Hong Kong is the 6th stall in Hong Kong at Elements. Number 61 in South Korea is the 6th stall at Gimpo in South Korea. Number 40 in Japan is the 4th stall. I'm not sure if it's a level 2 or 3. Uh, we didn't say yet. It's at Kanazawa, Japan, but that's why we need the video review. So go review it for us. Number 259 in California is the 8-stall, 72-kilowatt, so urban supercharger in Mission Viejo, California at Crown Valley Parkway. Number 41 in Pennsylvania is the 8-stall at Elverson, Pennsylvania. Number 139 in Canada is the 8-stall in Penticton, British Columbia. Number 22 in Ohio is the 8-stall in Brooklyn, Ohio. The 8-stall in Portage, Indiana at the John T. McCutcheon Travel Plaza. And number 27 in Indiana, number 1249 in the USA, number 3207 in the world is the 8th stall in Portage, Indiana at the George Adé Travel Plaza. Boy, a lot of new ones open in Indiana at Travel Plazas this week. I know. And we got Hawaii, 
Got North Conway. Oh, I'm excited. This is exciting. Woo. They are not. They're ending the year on a bang. I know. All right, it's time for the Patreon giveaway. We are giving away a $30 gift card. If you're a Patreon member, you got your name in this big barrel of fun. The more you support us, the more chances you have to win. Who's our winner? The winner is Terry Sullivan. Congratulations, Terry. Uh, you're going to get to choose anything you want, uh, including awesome t-shirts, but we've got gifts for pets. We have honey. We have mugs. We have all sorts of cool stuff. Head on over there because we carbon offset everything. In fact, we make it carbon negative because we plant 10 trees. We help cap an abandoned oil well. Oh my God, we do so much to make and it carbon negative. And we carbon offset the manufacturing, the shipping, and the life cycle of all of your products. Um, so everything that you just mentioned is on top of what we already do. And all the names that you're seeing here are the people that make the show possible. These are our Patreons who support us at $5 or more every month. They get a shout out and then they get their name in the ed credits of every single show on TTN. So if you want to go join us on Patreon and do that, you can have that too. Um, thank you at the end of this year to our Patreons for making this possible. We could not be going into our seventh year if it weren't for your support. So thank you so much for being there for us every week. We're there for you every week, bringing you independent news that you can't get anywhere else, I don't think. Um, yeah. We put a lot of time and effort into the show every week to make sure that you're up on top of what's going on in the world of EVs, sustainable energy, and technology. Right. This is uh, yet another year where we did not skip a single week of the news. Uh, come hell or high water, come COVID. Yep. Um, we had members of our team who had COVID. We, uh, we One week we had plastic sheet running down the center of the... We don't miss shows we simply do not do it we haven't done it for uh 277 episodes in a row consecutively so that is what Knock we that is what we try and bring here at now you know is consistency something that is lacking in the internet and uh I want to thank our, our Patreon supporters because they make that consistency possible. It would simply not happen without our Patreon support. So if you are making your New Year's resolutions and stuff and you're saying, well, what could I do? Oh, I have one. Your New Year's resolution could be I'm going to hit the like button on all of Zach and Jesse's shows. That would help a lot. I hate having to ask <laughs> you for that. It's not if I designed yeah. YouTube, I would not have you do that. No. However, it is designed that way in YouTube. For some reason, they don't seem to know that people have already watched the show all the way to the end, and that doesn't seem to matter, but hitting the like button early on in the show does matter. They think that maybe you're asleep, and maybe you are asleep. So, hey, wake up! Wake up! Hi! Thank you. You made it to the end of the show. Good job. You might need to go back and watch <laughs> some of it. You might have missed some. You might have fallen asleep. Uh, Hi! <laughs> Uh, and don't forget, if you want to listen while you're in the car, we can you can hear us as a podcast. You can be, you know, taking a run, cooking. Uh, turn us on on all of the popular podcast uh, places to go, like Stitcher and iTunes and all that. You can find us. So uh, great to listen if you don't want to watch. For all your new workout uh, routines yeah. that you're going to be doing this year. Yeah, you can. You could just be listening to us if you want to. Um, go, go. Five more. You four can more, do it. Three more. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Now, now you, you know. know.